empowering you with strategies to succeed. This is Jen Tringale, and you're listening to the Jen Tringale Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Jen Tringale. Hey, I'm so glad that you're listening today, and I've been looking forward, actually, to sitting down and having this time. So welcome wherever you are listening from. Probably, no doubt, because of the time and the season that we are in right now, you just might be running around getting ready for Thanksgiving. And it seems like everywhere I go, that's what everybody's doing. Actually had so much fun last night. I had a dear friend who is a minister. She's an older lady. She's been in ministry for years and She had just been out of the country ministering, and I happened to find out that she was flying back home from ministering out of the country for like two weeks. She was flying home last night, and so I'm always at the airport, but I thought, you know what? I'm going to do it. I jumped in my car. I ran and got some flowers, and I stood at the airport waiting for her to walk off that plane and come through security and surprise her with flowers, welcome her back to the States after being gone so long. And so I'm standing there waiting for her to come. And because it's the week of Thanksgiving, as we're recording this, it was packed. It was so funny to be on that side. Usually I'm the one flying out or flying in, but it was packed with all of these families and people would walk through security and families are jumping up and down. They're cheering. You know, other ones are just kind of real quiet and maybe a little more stoic and they're shaking hands, but everybody's just beaming, smiling. And this one young girl came through and her mom and dad, no siblings, just her mom and dad's there. They grabbed her and hugged her and kissed her like she was four years old. And she's probably in her early 20s, and she's just kissing them back. They're just all so thrilled to be together. And I just thought, man, if you're ever just feeling down, just go to the airport at holiday time. It's just, it's a sweet, sweet time. You forget about the family member that gets on your nerves and the last thing somebody said that maybe wasn't real kind. There's something about just getting to be together. And so that is, I think, probably the joy of the holiday season for most people. And it really is a season, isn't it? It's not just the actual event of the Thanksgiving meal, which don't get me wrong, we all look forward to that. It's not just Christmas morning. It's really the season, the holiday season, we call it, that this time is. And really, it's not just the season of the holiday time. It's a season of the end of a year. A whole year is coming to an end. There's just a little bit of time left. And so it's really a season of a year just beginning to come to a close. And what I have found is that even in having a relationship with God, that sometimes every now and then God speaks to us and it feels like an event. You know, we remember a time and a place that we were in and God just boom, said something or showed us something or dropped something in our heart. Sometimes that's the case. But what I find more times than not is that there is a season to what God is saying, that there is just a season you come into where 
It's just a knowing that begins to grow in your heart. And you begin to maybe even hear the same thing resonating in different places and with different people. And it's not so much an event of God saying something to you or showing something to you, but it's a season of what God is saying. And I want to share something that transpired with me that sort of began as an event, but has really unfolded into what I believe is what God is saying in the season that you and I are in right now. And especially as the end of 2019 begins to take place. So this began quite a few weeks ago, and I had flown into Jackson, Mississippi. I was getting ready to minister at a great church there. The pastors and staff, just dear friends of mine, incredible family there. And and so I had flown in. I got to my hotel room late that night and was just spending some time with the Lord. And this is where it sort of began as an event. I just remember sensing the presence of God come in to my hotel room in sort of a unique way. I just had a heightened awareness about his presence. And so I just sort of set my notes aside. I closed my eyes and I just said, God, you know, what is it? Speak to me. And he began to download some things to my heart. It was in such a way that I instinctively knew right away okay, I'm going to need to write this down. And this was the beginning of a season that what God spoke to me that night in my hotel room has just begun to grow. I want to share with you what he said. And I heard this in my heart. I just felt like the Lord said that we are now in a season where we are in the process of possessing, the process of possessing. I'm going to speak to a little bit about the depth of that, but this is what I heard in my heart. Your momentum is picking up speed and action is taking place. Things are transpiring at an accelerated rate right now that your steps to take, they won't seem to be the normal, natural way of things. And that you and I have got to do things his way. And I heard him say this in my heart. I just felt like the Lord said, so stay with where I lead you and obey. Don't stray away from my flow. Because what I'm doing, what's accelerating this momentum that's picking up speed, this is all time released. What that means is it's a destined time. This isn't like a normal time frame of things. It's a destined time. It's a set appointed time that we're right now in. So the path might zig, it might zag. It might even jump three steps ahead, but stay with God. Follow his steps and you will get there. Sooner, quicker than normal, and with all you need to step in to what he has prepared for you. So I just heard this sort of reverberating in my heart and I was literally writing it down as I heard it. And then the Lord began to talk to me about what he had just spoken to my heart. And like I said, it's just continued to grow and evolve. I want to share with you a portion of scripture that's connected to this word, this word for this season that we're in. Because I believe there's two things we need to understand about this. Number one, that this is the time for the process of 
possessing. This is the time for it, that there are things that we are laying hold of, laying claim to, that we maybe had in our hearts for a while. And I believe God is saying to us, the momentum's picking up speed and acceleration is taking place because more than likely in the natural, when you look at the landscape of things in your life, it looks like anything but. You're thinking momentum, I would just like it if anything would begin to move. I feel like things maybe have been at a standstill, but God is sending his word and saying, no, 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 close your eyes to what you see in the natural and open your eyes to what I'm doing because what I'm doing, momentum is picking up speed and things are transpiring at an accelerated rate and I need you to believe with me. So number one, this is the time that we're in. But the second thing we need to understand about this is that there is a process. He said, you're in the process of possessing. It's time for it, but there is a process. So a process for what? I want you to look with me at Isaiah 48, verse 15. This is so powerful. And it says this, I, even I have spoken to you. I have called you. I have brought you and I will make your way prosperous. I'll make your way prosperous. Then if you look in verse 17, it says this, thus saith the Lord, your redeemer, the Holy one of Israel. I am the Lord, your God, which will teach you to profit, which will lead you by the way that you should go. So this is really a picture into what we are in the process of possessing. And in a general sense, God is saying, what I'm moving you into is prosperous and I'm teaching you the way you need to go to be prosperous. Now this word prosperous, we know it's a good word. It's definitely a positive thing. I mean, even if you don't have a lot of understanding about what that word means, all of us know at first glance, being prosperous is better than not being prosperous. But that word, that English word prosperous, is actually one word that really does a terrible job at explaining what God was really saying. There is so much depth in that word prosperous or prosperity that I want to just open up. First of all, when he says, I am making your way prosperous, I'm teaching you to profit This is what that means. First of all, it means to increase in value. Who doesn't want to increase in value? I certainly want to get to the end of 2019 and going into 2020 and glance over my shoulder and go, you know what? I don't know how God did it, but I increased in value. That's what he's talking about moving us into. This is the process of possessing we're in. Listen to this. To be prosperous means to be more useful. Hey, who doesn't want to be more useful? I don't want anybody saying about me, well, you know, Jen, I mean, you know, she's pretty nice, I guess, but she's just not useful for much. (laughs) I don't want anybody ever saying that about me. I want to be more useful. Listen to this one. The third one means to move forward. That's exactly what God's saying. Momentum's picking up speed. He's saying, I am bringing you into a place where you are moving forward. Momentum is picking up speed. I love this. This word prosperous, it means to do more good. Okay, 
Let's just stop right here for a second to do more good. What does this actually look like? Have you ever had somebody, you know, you run into them and they say, how you doing? And you say, I'm doing pretty good. Well, what God is talking about is moving us into a place that we are possessing where we're doing more good. So maybe doing pretty good for you this year meant, you know what? Somehow, some way the bills got paid. We got food on the table. You know, we paid the mortgage. We paid the rent. You know, whatever that looks like for you, maybe in times past, you didn't know how those things were going to happen. So when somebody says, how you doing? If you were able to do that, you go, ah, we're doing pretty good. But God is saying, I'm not willing to just keep you there. I am moving you into a place that you are going to take possession of where you can do more good. So doing more good might look like, okay, hey, we got the mortgage paid. We got the bills paid. But God says, I'm moving you into a place where you can do more good. Where all of a sudden, maybe you go, you know what? We've uh, got a little extra. You know, we heard about our neighbors down the street. You know, they lost their job and they're kind of struggling. You know what? Let's go down there, knock on their door. Let's pay their light bill. We got our bills paid. Let's help them pay their bills. You know what? We got food on the table. We've got that widow across the street. Let's get her groceries. Let's do more good. Maybe you're a part of a local church, you know, and they've got a food drive going or doing meals for the holidays or Christmas presents. Maybe they're doing a prison outreach. You know what? Let's look outside of ourselves rather than, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. You know what? Let's believe God to get into a place. Let's take possession of not just doing pretty good. Let's take possession of doing more good. This is what God's talking about moving us into. And then I love this last one. It simply means this, to have more that is good. Now, you and I both know that the things in this life that are the most valuable, you really cannot attach a monetary amount to. To have health that is good, you can't put a price tag on that. Somebody says, how you doing? How's, how's your spouse doing? How's your marriage doing? Maybe you say, oh, it's doing pretty good. Now God's saying, I want to move you into a place in your marriage where it is so good. It's so good. How's your relationship with your kids? You know what? We struggled there for a while. Our teenagers weren't talking to us. We had some attitude problems or I just didn't know how to parent, you know, my youngest one from my oldest one. Maybe we're struggling, but you know what? It's so good now. Our relationship with our kids is so good. How's your relationship with your coworkers, with the people you work with? You know, it was a little tense, but now it's so good. This is what God's moving us into possessing, to be more able to have more room for so much more that is good. These things that we've carried in our heart, God's saying, now is the time. So I'm moving you into this process of possessing more prosperity. And I'm teaching you the way you need to go to walk in it. Okay, what is the process. Let's talk about that. We know that it's good. We know what prosperity actually means. It's a word that's like a deep well. There's so much attached to it. Hopefully that kind of painted a picture of what prosperity means for you. But now let's look at the process. The process, you all, is so much different 
than maybe what so many of us think. I can remember in my younger years that when I learned that God only had good for me, that there was a will of God for my life, I thought, okay, I want that. So, okay, God, do it. And then I guess I'm just waiting around, you know, for him to do it. And then somehow, I don't know, I kind of moved out of that into almost feeling perpetually guilty that whatever that process was, I must not understand it because I feel like I'm behind. I feel like I've dropped the ball. Other people are more spiritual than me. They're probably amply working the process. I don't understand the process or I have fallen short of it. Whatever it is. I just feel under condemnation. I feel guilty about it. And so the process, you all, is just so simple and it's really precious. I want you to look in Isaiah 48, verse 20, and it says this, With a voice of singing, declare, tell, utter it even between one another, and continue to say it to the end of the earth, Say what? It says, say this, the Lord has redeemed his servant Jacob. In my Bible, I actually wrote, the Lord has redeemed his servant Jen. The process is simply this. It's you and God working together to build the life that he has prepared for you. I love the way that Paul addressed it, and I reference this a lot. He said, remember that you are no longer called slaves. You are called friends of God. Friends don't just sit around and wait for the stronger friend to do something for the other friend. Friends do things together. In another portion of scripture, Paul said that you and I are now co-laborers with God. So what is he saying? He's saying this promise, this life that God's prepared for you, these things that he has for you, they require a process of your possessing and you have a a part to play. But God's not withholding it, waiting for you to jump through hoops in order for his process to take place. His promise actually requires that you and I do our part. It's the way that it is set up, that there are actually things that God needs you and I to step up and do in order for his promise to become a reality. I love what one incredible man of God said about this, and and I quote him often on this because it just paints the picture so well. It was a, a wonderful man by the name of John Wesley. In fact, last year when I was in England, I got the chance to visit one of the very first churches that John Wesley and his brother Charles and he built together. And what's crazy is that it's this incredible historical building and they built this gigantic shopping area all around it. But they had enough honor and value for this historical church that the Wesley brothers built that they didn't tear it down. They didn't dare move it. They built all around it. And so people will pause in the middle of their shopping and their eating and drinking coffee, to go in and visit this incredible church. He built this church out of this revelation that he got, and and he summed up this revelation in this statement that he made. John Wesley said this. He said, It seems I have discovered that God is limited by man's prayer life. In other words, he's saying it would seem that God is actually limited 
by man's prayer life or by what men say. You could say it that way. He said, it seems that God can do nothing in the earth unless a man or a woman of God asks him to. So what he is speaking to is this process, this system where we are not just robots working without free will. We have a free will that God works with our free will, but he also works with us that in order for God's will, his promise to come about, he needs our collaboration. Paul called us co-laborers, but maybe a better way to say it is we are collaborators. We collaborate with God to see his will become a reality. So I want to give you three things that this process requires of you and I. Number one, it takes courage of heart. Courage of heart is a big deal. Courage of heart rises to the occasion and it comes from the inside. Nobody's just born with courage. Some personalities are more outgoing than others, but courage of heart really comes out of a posture of the heart. And what I have discovered is that my courage of heart was born out of being in right posture or right position. And right position is understanding that your greatest strength comes out of understanding that we are collaborating with God, but it's because we're utterly dependent upon him. That God's not sitting back waiting for me to make something happen, but he hasn't designed me to work independent from him. So my courage doesn't come from my independence. My self-sufficiency and my independency has never caused anything of value and of anything that will last to come from my independence or my self-sufficiency, but it comes from my dependency on him. I've also found that I can really get things stuck and clog the wheels if I shift out of being dependent on him to being codependent on somebody else or something else. We are not designed to be able to secure one another But my courage of heart flows out of the posture of my heart, which is dependency on God. We make a fabulous team. Number two, this process requires three things. Number two is bold leaps of faith. We were designed to be risk takers. Bold leaps of faith is in the DNA of who we are as new creatures in Christ Jesus. When we gave our life to the Lord, we became a brand new person. And hidden within the DNA of who we are is the ability to take bold leaps of faith. What does that mean? To step out when the time is right on something that God placed in our heart and say, you know what, I'm going to go for it. It might not be the safe thing to do, but I'm going to do it by faith. Bold leaps of faith are required to step out of the boat, to do something that is purely 100% out of something you perceive in your heart and you go for it. This is all part and parcel of the process of possessing. And then this last one, this is sort of a phrase I made up on my own. It's called situational fortitude. And what I mean by that is it takes a staying power and a saying power. 
When circumstances are screaming at you, when you look at things in the natural, maybe you stepped out in a bold leap of faith and the next thing that hits you right in the face are natural circumstances that look totally different from what you believed in your heart, what you dreamed in your heart, or even what you felt like God spoke to your heart. Situational fortitude is staying power and saying power that comes from when those situational circumstances are staring at you. But then you choose to do something. You turn your head away from the circumstances. And instead of staring at only those, you turn your head to look, not at the circumstances, but at the character of God. And when you look at his character, you see that he's faithful and that he has a track record of faithfulness. And when you look at his faithful track record, when you look at his character, it gives you a staying power that gives you a saying power. Remember what Isaiah 48, 20 said? With a voice of singing, declare this. Tell this, utter it to each other and keep saying it to the end of the earth. He's saying, this is what I want you to do. This is your part of this process. You have some things to say, to declare. And when you look at the character of who God is, when those circumstances are screaming at you, it makes you say, I don't deny that these circumstances are what is before me, but I choose to look at the character of God and I declare this about him into these circumstances, believing that he's going to do what I cannot do and that he and I saying together and working together are going to see this come to pass. This is what the process of possessing looks like. This is what God is talking about when he says your momentum is picking up speed and things are beginning to move at an accelerated rate. This is what he's talking about. He's saying, don't just stand back and wait for something to drop out of a tree. Don't try and secure yourself or generate your own momentum Just collaborate with me, work with me, stay in my flow, follow my lead, but step where I'm telling you to step, even when it looks crazy to do it. Grab onto that courage of heart, take some bold leaps of faith and begin to declare what you see in your heart. I don't know about you, but I'm so excited about this season and this word God is speaking into this season that there is a process of possessing that we're invited to work with him in. And it's so wonderful because I'll tell you the truth, it really makes you so aware of the closeness of God and our intimacy with him, that he's not standing far back. He's not condemning us. There's no reason for us to feel guilty. In fact, he's our friend. He's standing shoulder to shoulder, side by side. Yes, he's God and we worship him and we adore him. But this is the relationship that Jesus made available to us that we're invited into, that we can talk to him like he's our very own father, like he's our very own friend, and we can build with him and build the life together that he's called us to and that he's prepared for us. I pray this has sparked some things in your heart and maybe even brought some clarity to the end of this year and maybe even brought some identity to you in the season you're in right now. And what I really pray is that 
this word is sort of resonated with something that you've been sensing in your heart as well. It's not just a holiday season, but it's a season of the end of a year stepping into a new one. But God is speaking into this very pivotal season. And so I invite you into this process with me and our team, our partners, our prayer team, and so many others that I've talked with that are sensing similar things. I invite you into this process of possessing. Grab hold of your courage of heart. Take some time to locate it again. Maybe jot down some bold leaps of faith God's been dealing with you about and dig your heels in into your situational fortitude. You've got staying power and you've got saying power. It's time to get moving in it. Hey, I want to let you know about a few things that are brand new. We just launched this month our brand new website and This is a website that we really worked really hard on to make it a place of resources for you, make it a place where you could come. There's a lot of free resources to encourage you, give you a word in due season, a word right for what you're going through, just to encourage you and inspire you. There's a whole lot of things you can access on there absolutely for free. And then there's also some resources available for you. The one I want to mention to you that might just be really key for you right now is a six-week study course. If you're ready to invest a little bit of time into looking a little deeper into who you are and what God puts you on the earth to do, what are you specifically called to do? And maybe you're saying, you know what? I want to kick off 2020 with investing some time in making some space in my life to find out what that really looks like for me. There is a six-week study course called Calling on the website. It's six video lessons. They're just about 20 minutes long. It's me personally taking a deeper level perspective in how you walk out that process and giving you some keys of being able to apply those keys to open up doors to who God called you to be. That six-week study course is available. Video lessons, you can access them on demand. It comes with an outline you can follow as you go. We're also giving you a free seven-day devotional to begin to speak some things over your life and your calling. I'd love to get that into your hands. So that's on our website as well. And then a lot of other additional resources. Check it out. It's at jentrengale.com. T-R-I-N-G-A-L-E. Listen, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving and enjoy one another wherever you find yourself. Remember this that you are loved, you are so needed. We vitally need what you carry and that you and God together still make an unbeatable team. We'll see you back here next time. Happy Thanksgiving. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.